Over at the Never Heard of It podcast, we've spent the last four years criticizing people's films and talking about how they could have made them better. Well, you know what? Now it's time to put your money where our mouth is. That's right. The Never Heard of It podcast and Night Shift Radio are making a movie. We are making a brand new sci-fi thriller called Somnium. Somnium is the tale of a brand new app, something kind of like TikTok, where people are able to watch others' dreams, everyone's dreams, anonymously across the world. However, our main character, Adam, starts to see dreams that look all too familiar, including dreams of somebody murdering him. So the question is, who is dreaming of murdering Adam? That's the question we look to answer in our brand new film, Somnium, but we need your help. We need your help in funding so we can pay the amazing crew and the amazing cast of this brand new film. Head to nightshiftradio.com somnium. Donate what you can, and if you can't, share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Someone out there is going to be a rich weirdo that's going to want to fund this film. So again, nightshiftradio.com somnium. Thank you so much, guys. We look forward to making this movie just for you. I know. I'm like, oops, I walked into a trap. Uh, <laughs> there is no way out of this box. I backtrack on what I said. On that note, you hear beep, 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 my bad, beep. I'm Jesse, sorry. wait, wait, you left the shovel you were using to dig the hole. <laughs> Welcome to Shift Dog Q, your LGBTQ-centered source for creative, fun, and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming, diversity, and community. I'm your host, Jesse. And I'm your host, Alex. Thanks for joining us. Today we'll be talking a little bit about Biden's inauguration and first few days in office, as well as news updates on Resident Evil, Hitman 3, Cyberpunk's 1.1 patch, what we're playing, Microsoft. and what we'd like Microsoft. to be playing soon. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 Microsoft uh, with the Xbox Live cold pricing controversy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Andrea, <laughs> producer Andrea, joined us for joins us for the initial conversation around Biden's inauguration and first few days. So enjoy her political stylings. And then we will get to the video game stuff. Speaking of political commentary, I have been pleasantly uh, surprised by Biden's, like, hitting the ground running preparedness with a lot of the stuff that he has passed. I did not expect not only the the gender uh, identity and sexual orientation thing to be written in at the federal level definition-wise for anti-discrimination. Day one, yeah. I didn't expect it at ever during his administration. So I was like, wow. He has some people that he trusts who know about this thing that he will sign off on their stuff too. And that's that's good to see, like bringing in Dr. Levine and, and others. Yeah, that was so cool. I was happy to see that. I was Me really too. happy to see that. Yeah, he's just hitting the ground running. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. It's You know what was so cool? It was so cool. I watched, um, I watched the, the first press briefing I was watching it and it was just like it's been it's been such a surreal re- week because over the last four years, whenever I say government, I've always put it in quotes because I've meant mm-hmm. it. Government, <laughs> government. Yeah, I, I never meant it seriously um, because I didn't think we had one. Because as I think 
I've been proven right. We did it. So <laughs> right, it was Trump's playhouse. It wasn't the White House. Yeah, it was we, the, we'd the playhouse. So it's been really cool to watch. It's been really surreal to see government. Ha- like for better or worse, you know, it's happening. But like, yeah. it's, it's been mm-hmm. surreal to see government happening and working again, and to see it a quote unquote return to normalcy in that sense of let's get to work, you know, in that aspect. So like, watching the press briefing was really cool because I was like, God, when's the last time I paid attention to one? Right. Because we haven't had them. Did you see Fauci? Yeah. Oh, that felt so good. I was like, I have not. Seeing that man, Bree, or from Bree was like, I didn't recognize him because I've never seen him smile. <laughs> oh yeah, he said he was relieved. Yeah, he's been un he's been unmuzzled. Yeah, <laughs> and he wasn't the one who needed a muzzle. Yeah, like he was like, it's so great, like just let science be science, and like mm-hmm. that's the stuff where like I know I don't think I I know that every time we talk about it we have to say, and I do believe like no Biden was not my first second choice. Yes, there are myriad issues with that man, like, and anybody who's going to take office, all of that being said, it was just so nice to have an expert stand up in front of a room full of people and answer questions Mm -hmm. and be allowed to be an expert. I just. Mm -hmm. And then the one who leads them trusts those experts and lets Mm -hmm. them do their job and supports them Mm -hmm. in doing that job. The best thing Biden could do is sign off on what the experts tell him to do and stay out of the way otherwise. And. Like, and just even hearing him talk the other the other night, Alex and I watched a few minutes of yesterday when he was talking, um, and he was, like you said, Alex, more confident than I'd ever heard him on the yeah. campaign trail. Also, because he wasn't just reading a speech or a teleprompter, he knew what he was talking to mm-hmm. and he talking about, and he was speaking on that from mm-hmm. from that that now like he had researched he had done his homework it's true they know what they're doing and um you know it's you know what also has been a trip for me um like watching all the pundits and stuff like you know you see them get tripped up with calling you know kamala and uh and and joe like you know president-elect or like or senate like they they're now like correcting themselves and being like vice president harris uh, President Biden, you're, you're seeing them do that. But also, following those accounts again on social media and hearing those terms and not flinching or, mm-hmm. like, wanting to throw up. That anticipatory yeah, anxiety have, of everything yeah. that the presidency represented and yeah. did for the last four years. When I have that reaction now, like, I'm like, oh, I can hear the word president and not immediately recoil. I can follow mm-hmm. POTUS. <laughs> I could follow these accounts <laughs> and not, you know. Yeah, that a lot of people are were not are not letting like it's so like I don't know. I just think it's okay to feel good about about those things and still like obviously none of the stuff we've talked about. Well, that's actually not true, but most of the stuff we've talked about the last, you know, few episodes, um don't go away just because Biden's president now. Right. right? Oh, yeah. And I understand that. But also what does go away is I don't wake up in the morning afraid that our president has signed some new bill that's taken my, away. My health care away, which yeah. he did the last day again for or the like, fourth time. Korea with the nuclear, that he's got nuclear codes like on Twitter. Like that's the stuff that yeah. 
we don't have to worry about now. And so, and we because can, we don't have to worry about that stuff, <laughs> we can begin, We can focus on the, we can the be, things. Yeah. yeah, we can begin uh, reuniting uh, children and families. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have. They're getting can, the, the task force to specifically mm-hmm. be able to do that. Not only like do that, but do it right, where they do can actually right. track down the people and, and, and now not just set can, them loose. You know, and, and now people can come again to this country. Um, regardless mm-hmm. of where they're coming from or, or what religion they practice. So there's a lot of work to be done, mm-hmm. um, but 110% we are allowed to be happy and we are allowed to celebrate. And um, and you have to. You, well, you, you, you have, should, yeah. at, should at the very least be able to because yeah. without the celebration of the milestones along the way, what, what is all of it for? If we're con- constantly moving the goalposts further and further away and never celebrating any inch of progress. We can celebrate, but we can't get complacent. Right. You cannot yes, get complacent. That's, that's the balance. Yes, you you have to stay. You know, you know. There was a lot of talk about the bubble in the beginning of this of, of that era. You know, oh, bubble this, bubble that, and there, there's truth in that in terms of the technology we consume and what they show us. Um, everything's tailored, uh, but I remember. But it's mostly tailored to the extreme right and or centrist. Hmm. Um. You know, my quote-unquote bubble is filled with people who are black and who are queer. So our politics kind of align, right? Um, And I feel like in that space, I've seen a lot of people already energized and active. I saw that during the Obama years. I saw, Mm -hmm. you know, I was active, you were active, other friends of ours, other people I know were active um, in varying ways. Um, It was honestly a lot of uh, my, uh, you know, cis-head white friends who were not as active or energized because, you know, whenever do they, you know, feel the need to be. Um, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> and, um, and, and, you know, I've seen a reversal of that over the last year, which, you know, better late than never, but still, you know, uh, <laughs> But they better not lose that. Exactly. You saw what happens when you don't pay attention and you aren't engaged. You saw what happens. You saw that, guess what? It doesn't just affect the people who have been shouting about it the whole time. It also does affect you, too. Um, And so now, hopefully, you see that you have to participate. And even when it doesn't affect them, they should still care. You have to care. You have to care. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I've seen that. I've seen friends um, become energized and stuff, and I just don't. I worry about that complacency. I don't want people to just. You can celebrate and you can be happy, and we should be because it's been a rough four years. But I and and you should exhale. But I just don't want people to to settle down and be like, "All right, we did it. We're done." Because mm-hmm. we're not. <laughs> well, right. and especially when it seems like we have an administration who is willing to listen and do what like some of the shit that um he signed in on that first day Alex and I were saying was off a lot of people's radar like nobody wasn't even platformed right and And in the campaign nobody nobody would have said like oh you promised blah 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 I never came through on for example the stuff with the gender identity and um the he signed right away that the wording of this is so crazy, but that federal agencies are allowed to have sensitivity um, trainings and mm-hmm. stuff now, um, which is like, obviously that should be the case. But if he hadn't done that, like 
no, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's doing, mm-hmm. and so when you have an administration that's ready to listen, they're only going to do as much as we push for. So. That's the time to speak up. Exactly. I mean, obviously, always speak up, but like, you have people who are literally like, I always, I always said with, with Biden, he obviously, I think for a lot of us, like you said, he was not our first, second, third pick, mm-hmm. or he may have been a second, third pick, or whatever. Um, but you have an administration that um, is you have we can push Biden. I always said we could push Biden, and it's right. true because we because he's going to listen. <laughs> he is going to listen, so we can actually. Can, and when I say push, I mean uh, I mean push, but and you know. Um, no, I, that's what I mean. Push. I don't know. I'm optimistic. Uh, I'm happy. I'm glad that now we have... I'm, I'm glad we can get back to um, actually doing... Uh, they can do... They can get back to taking care of people. The, you know, obviously... I, that's It's weird to say because, you know... Well, yeah, because Trump... But, you know, the way Trump, that the government is supposed to take care of people, at least the right. way that they're attempting to do, it's not perfect, obviously. Because we spent so much, Trump had all these distractive tactics, and he kept creating more and more fires and putting us further and further behind. And a lot of that is being taken care of quicker than I would have thought, like being undone. He's more bold than I've seen any other president before Trump um, be. But uh, the other thing that I like about him is that we kind of expected a return to normalcy or or hoped, but but still wanted more. But his his thing is like his slogan right now is build back better. So not just build back to where we were, but get back to where we were and then improve. Like take what we've learned, really make it better than where we were, um, which I like so much better. Uh, and obviously a slogan is a slogan, but you see him putting it into practice like with the things that he's already been able to do with the the things that he's undone from Trump, he's then gone and taken a step further with each one. Like he's instead of reinstating DACA, they they put a like a freeze on uh, on Trump's orders against it and and roadblocks and things like that, and are crafting a new legislation that will be much more comprehensive and helpful and give paths to citizenship. So way better than DACA ever was even. Um, and, and that's that's in pretty much all areas uh, of the administration and, and the cabinet, not it's just so in immigration. So that's that's what's very exciting and promising to me is that it is more than just back to the status quo. To to go from this person who has no idea what he's doing to the to the most experienced person to hold the office, which. When I learned that, I was like, I found that kind of comforting. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. he's the most. And, and when I learned, I was like, oh, you look at, you know, he spent time in the Senate, he spent time here, he spent time. And you think about it, it's like, regardless of, you know, what do you think of him personally, he does know what he's doing. Right. He knows what he's doing. And he, For better and or worse, he knows what he's doing. And he, cool. and in that history, people people get mad about, you know, the things that he has done poorly or wrong in public service for so long. Um, and absolutely, he should take accountability for mm-hmm. the crime bill in the 90s and things like that. But mm-hmm. we also, I'm I'm glad to recognize that he is not the same person that he was in the 90s mm-hmm. now. Because he's, yeah. he very much could be. He could be. Because um, Trump is the same person he was in the 90s and 80s, you know, if not worse. Um 
So for him to to now be working to undo what he did then, I think, is super important as well. And it's another example. This is not to celebrate him more now than he deserves or to defend him more um, than than he deserves for, you know, things from 20, 30 years ago. But he seems to be the person who listens to what the people around him are saying that he's good at choosing people who know what they're talking about to listen to. And in, in one way that's very good. And we're seeing that now because it seems like he's picked a good group of people to surround himself by. Right. Um, and probably the same thing was true to an extent in the nineties. And he was, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. not to say like, not to say it wasn't his fault. Cause I don't mean that. Oh, but I just mean, he like, did it. He still right, needs to take responsibility. He still has responsibility exactly. for that. I'm not saying but he we're doesn't. Seeing, we're seeing how he's like, um, how that is working in our favor now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the people he's surrounded by now are helping him to be better than that. Better. And right. he is, you he is using his platform. I mean, we'll see how far that goes. He he still needs to like do a lot more, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, but he's not like doubling down. That's and that's it's a great that's start. I think what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. it's his, yeah great start start. You know start um, yeah, exactly. keyword start. But it's a hell of a start. It's a hell, I'd much rather be here than the alternative. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's nuance in everything. I think we get mm-hmm. a little caught up in the extremes where, like, one thing defines everything. In in not just in this situation, but in a lot of situations. Like, you can't celebrate because we have work to do. Or we have to celebrate because we made some progress and let's not think about the work to do. So, no, we need both. We need both. Right, right. <laughs> or, like, there's so much to do that how can we ever do anything, so let's give up, yeah. like, none joy of that. Joy is important. Yes. Yeah. Joy is important, but joy is... And is uh, we're, we're, it, was, it was a tweet, and it's a, it's a sentiment that's been echoed that, like, unity without accountability ain't shit, and that's just kind of... That's just kind of where I land on mm-hmm. all of it. Is because yeah. that's his message is unity, and I'm all for it. But unity without accountability ain't shit. I'm right. here for it because that's not really I unity. Support, yeah, I support you in that journey, in that mission. Um, I believe you know we can do it, but not if we are not holding um, people accountable who need to be held accountable and I- yep. ideologies and, and thoughts and yada, yada, yada and, and no, mm-hmm. ideologies, thoughts and, Actions. um, <laughs> all, all of that, that, uh, isn't that, that stuff needs to be held. We need to hold those things accountable. Right. And, and that's that. Or else it'll get worse and we'll just get right, more divided we, without yeah. the accountability. Unity will never happen because we'll just right. be continually. Cause we can hold up a message like build back better, which is a pretty, slogan and it sounds great but if we're not if better doesn't mean better for the people who most well Well, yes well you're right but the people who most need it right exactly that is a i am not just for the majority right it just is that's why when we talk about institutionalized racism people nice white people quote unquote need to be I always have to apologize for talking about quote unquote nice white people as if I'm not a nice quote unquote white person. No, we're not nice. Um, But but I mean, like, I know that like I'm including myself when I say that, like, we have to get over trying to protect 
our own sensibility of being like, oh, I would never Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Because that stuff is just sewn into the very fabric of Mm -hmm. who we are and what this nation is. And I know that I'm not saying anything new for probably most of the people listening to this podcast. um, But it just, that just is what it is. And until we can be honest and open about that. (laughs) My My whole inner drum, my whole inner beat, uh, is, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I will always, uh, care more about the, the truth, regardless of what it is, mm-hmm. more than I care about white people's feelings, mm-hmm. anybody's feelings. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. The truth, the truth matters. Um, that's what we uh, need. The, the, you know, um, I'm, you know, it's even the ugly truths, they matter. Mm-hmm. They teach you yeah. something. Um, yeah. Look at, look at your truths, you know, look, you know, look, yeah. look at the truth. Look at the truth, people. If, if, you, <laughs> if you are somebody who is actually more concerned with making a better, more equitable world for everybody, like, you will learn to deal with, again, I'm not saying anything new, and I'm also not saying anything that countless black people haven't already said online over and over and over again. So if I'm the first time you're hearing this, like, there's there's, there's a, I, I'm not, now I sound like I'm guilting listeners if this happens yeah. to be the first time you're hearing this. I don't mean anyway, that, but I just mean, next like, line. here's the issue, yeah. But all that to say, like, if, like, if you are actually more concerned with that than you are about looking like a good person who is concerned with that stuff. Like you will learn to deal with feeling uncomfortable and being told when you're wrong and just doing and working to do better. It's not. And you'll never, like, you'll never come off as the, the, the perfect ally or advocate to everyone. And that's okay. Even if you are misunderstood, that's not the point. The point is doing right. the right thing, whether people know yep. that you are or not, or, yeah, and and stuff and like that, argue, and like, not running away more, from that. Yeah, and if your biggest fear is that you're not going to look like the perfect ally, or that like some it's gonna imperfection in who you are as a person is going to be is going to have a light shined on it, like I I almost feel like that's where the work for you needs to start. Then, like you got to get over that. You just have to be ready to to be letting go in so many things of and ego, not just so right, and not just so you can feel like a better person at the end of the day. Like I just, oh, I'm still yeah, a terrible person, know. but at least I'm anti-racist. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's always a process, and like that's great process always always working on it because it should be also because mm-hmm. the world is always changing language is always evolving um needs and and climates and, and contexts are also always changing so making it a process um and practicing it continually is mm-hmm. always important like it's, i think about it also with the way that the lgbt community works like our language evolves all the time i have in the community, we have to keep up, and not in a way where that's bad or like, oh, these new kid, these kids make all these newfangled words, and why can't they just? Do-? No, like we we have better understandings now, and we have language for sentiments that did exist before that we weren't able to to be heard about, and mm-hmm. now that we have more of a voice, we are evolving as a community and and using it to help evolve and shape the world and it's it's like that for a lot of marginalized groups so 
don't, you know, keeping up isn't, or, or having to continually learn is not a bad thing. It's a great thing because it will only improve things and make you a better person and able to care for others and understand others more. So how could that be bad? Exactly. Is, don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, and that's that. <laughs> don't be a dick. Um, did y'all... I guess we got we got through <laughs> inauguration. Quick thought. Have you seen Drag Race? Because some no, of those girls... I'm sorry. Wow. So I can't say what some of those girls came to do? Okay, well, I won't, I won't say. Sorry. All I'm going to say is... We need to watch. Is you need to watch. Have you? Are you into Wandavision? Are y'all watching Wandavision? I, is that a thing I for y'all? I very, very much want to watch it. I want to watch it very <laughs> badly. <laughs> it seems right up my alley, which the Marvel stuff often isn't, other than Spider Man. Okay, so this is where I want the listeners to know. This is where in the in the run of show, I had Drag Race slash WandaVision quick thoughts. And I ruined it. And so the listeners know, that's where I had, in the run of show, Drag Race slash WandaVision quick thoughts. And boy, were there some quick thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's take a break. Hi, I'm Sarah Sweeney, host of the new podcast, Latchkey Kids. Right now, we're all at home, left to our own devices without any adult supervision. Each weekish, I'll talk to my fellow latchkey kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and, because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Michael Fight, and I'm here with a brand new show called Fight Jokes About Everything. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to bring up a brand new topic, something that's hot on the internet, because, because I live on the internet. And we're going to take those silly things, and we're going to joke about them, and we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about the history of them and talk about why the internet is such a terrible but wonderful place. So please join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for this brand new Night Shift Radio original. For more information, go to nightshiftradio.com, and of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Quick thoughts, quick break, and we're back. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to take this time to um, to say it was lovely speaking with your listeners. I'm going to leave you all to talk about video games. Um, I'll be here in the background if you need me. If you're interested in, in hearing more of what I have to say, NSRad.io for Set Condition 1. Um, for my recent uh, crossover episode, our recent crossover episode with Never Heard of It. Um, and lots of other stuff. Okay, all right. Where else? Can, where can they I find you, you on uh, social media? Oh, Andrea? on Twitter at AQ was taken on Twitter and Instagram. Wait, well, before you go, um, uh, happy birthday, happy belated birthday! Oh, thank <laughs> you, <laughs> thank you. All right, bye bye. Bing, Alex, Jesse. Hey, so I didn't know this until I was putting. I was looking at show stuff. Um, so I earlier this week, Xbox Live, Xbox Live Gold increased their price mm-hmm. from sixty dollars a year to one hundred and twenty. But what I did not know is that they reversed it. Did you know that? Yes, I think they reversed it either last night or today. It was it was a quick turnaround because the backlash was. Swift and strong, 
And I, was, I'd heard that there was a an increase in price, like when that was announced, but I didn't realize it was that drastic. Like where it doubled, that's a huge shift. You know, usually yeah. it, it's an increment where it's like, oh, Netflix is adding another dollar a month, like once a year or whatever. Um, or PlayStation added uh, $10 a few years ago, but like then it's been stable since for it to, for for a year, not for like a month or anything, but for it to double Double, and they. Th- I think they were like, "Well, if you have it now, then it'll still be sixty dollars." Well, then why are you doubling it? Like, yeah, I don't get why they doubled it. I thought it was such an odd decision. Um, I spent a good chunk of yesterday um, actually reading up on, honestly, just people's reactions and the backlash because I just wanted to see what the Xbox community thought about it um because mm-hmm. you know i'm a playstation gamer so i'm not i'm interested in xbox i respect xbox but i'm not in that community yet but i wanted to see what they were saying and i mean gosh just all across reddit all across every single comment board um which normally you know i try not to read but i give in um just sw- massive amounts of anger ju- totally justified mm-hmm. um but I didn't know that they reversed it. And so I saw it today on the blog um, at 8.52 p.m. Uh, yesterday, Pacific time. So what time is that here? We're three hours, we're three hours ahead. Like 11 was, something. Okay, so at 11.52 last night um, on the Xbox <laughs> right, right in before the, the, right? the midnight. Uh, right Coast. in before midnight. We messed up today, and you were right to let us know. Also, they did it within the same day they reversed it, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it is. It's the same day. <laughs> um, we messed up today, and as I read it, right? Um, <laughs> we messed up today, and you were right to let us know. Connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming, and we failed to meet the expectations of players who count on an every day. As a result, we have decided not to change Xbox Live Gold pricing. We're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line with how we see the player at the center of their experience. For free-to-play games, you will no longer need an Xbox Live Gold membership to play those games on Xbox. We are working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. If you are an Xbox Live Gold member already, you stay at your current price for renewal. New and existing members can continue to enjoy Xbox Live Gold for the same price as they pay today. In the US, $9.99 for one month, $24.99 for three months, $39.99 for six months, and $59.99 for retail 12 months. Thank you. The f- I didn't even realize it was in... I'm so glad you pointed that out. I didn't even realize it was in the same day. That's a really good response time. What I like about Xbox is that they are very consumer-focused, so this was a little surprising that they would have made such a drastic price jump that quickly. Um, But they didn't double down. Uh, I think they learned a lot from the Xbox One reveal and and the backlash they got from there and how how much it hurt them for so long into that generation that now they're like, oh, don't don't double down. Like we we listened to it. Not only did they listen and reverse the stance, but they took, like he said, like Phil said, um, they took it as an opportunity to hear about what Xbox Live Gold as a service means to the players 
who gave the feedback and how crucial it was and how, uh, because it, it, it's, it is tied to free-to-play games even. You need it to be able to play. A lot of them are online, like Warframe. You would just, you would straight up need Xbox Live Gold to play Warframe because it's an online game the way that many free-to-plays are. So the fact that they not only reversed to the previous pricing, but also are now taking the the build back better <laughs> uh, approach and removing the requirement for Xbox Live Gold from free-to-play games. That's Do great. Do you think that... Because when I saw this, I thought it just threw... This just threw a massive bomb in their strategy of, of trying to be um, an affordable place to play. Right. You know... This it would just have. dropped it would have. a bomb. It it messes it, it muddies the message of of Series S. Um, you know you can't. You have to remember there is if you want extra storage for that console, um, you have to pay. I forget how much it is for the external storage. Two hundred. Two hundred. You know, which is basically brings you up to the price of a of an X Series X. Um, but then to add on top of that, one hundred and twenty just to play online especially free-to-play mm-hmm. games. That's insane. Right. I don't know what they were thinking. I'm glad they did a swift reversal, but I wonder, um, this was obviously a play to push people to Game Pass. Um, do you think... Well, Game what, Pass, what do you think they're going to do? Like, what do you think their strategy now is going to be with, with Game Pass and stuff moving forward? What's crazy is that Game Pass Ultimate, which is more affordable than Xbox Live on its own, is... What was that like fifteen dollars a month? And oftentimes you can get like three months for a dollar each or three months for a dollar total. Includes Xbox Live Gold. So that's the other like weird discrepancy there is that now Xbox Live Gold on its own without Game Pass, without those benefits in that game library, just the the few free to play games uh, or free to to download and keep for the duration of your subscription games a month plus the online benefits um, and the ability to play free-to-play games was more expensive, I think, than it would be to just get Game Pass Ultimate, which includes that anyway. Mm-hmm. So, man, maybe they're looking to increase the price of Game Pass because its value has grown so much since I think that's launching where it. they're heading. Yeah. Um, yeah, and without the dual announcement... It, it just it, it felt really out of place too, but yeah, I'm I'm really glad that they they backtracked. Um, I'm sure that there are other ways for them to make money, even if they increase it just like a little bit. You know, like not double, not double. Yeah, not um, not double. I speaking on that, not wanting it because a lot of the sentiment that I seem to be seeing around is, you know, if it would hurt people who aren't interested in Game Pass because you're essentially kind of nudging them to upgrade to get a better deal. So I'm glad they walked it back. Um, I know the concern that I, and I know a lot of other PlayStation people have, and I saw it kind of rummaging throughout, is, you know, will prices eventually rise for... PSN 2? Could we see a PSN price increase? Personally, I think that uh, PlayStation would never 
<laughs> I don't think they would ever have the audacity to double the price of Yeah, PSN. I don't think they would double. They will but eventually up it by $10 I do soon. Think, yeah, I do think they are going to eventually upgrade it, but I think before they eventually... Uh, I'm sorry, I think they are going to increase the price, but I think mm-hmm. before they increase the price, I think they're going to do a complete overhaul of now and Plus. I don't think Plus is done with... Well, they because Plus, right, Plus has the new, the collection. It has the collection, but I think that that's just a, a nice offering. I don't think that's, it's obviously not a, a restructuring. I think what they're eventually going to do um, is what, is they're going to try to mirror what Game Pass Ultimate is. I think yeah. they're going to bundle um, Plus and Now into something, and I think that's when we'll see a price increase. But then I think that makes sense. You're getting something with this price increase potential price increase you weren't gaining anything right um, with it which is a problem so yeah you know eventually these services I, i'm just curious to see how these services are going to evolve where do you think they're going to go like do you have do you have thoughts and opinions on on how these services are going as you know xbox is is obviously leaning on game pass where is PlayStation eventually maybe is going to, you know, uh, lean on now. Are we going to be relying on these subscription services more, do you think? Um, I agree with, with what you said about you th- thinking that Sony will increase, increase the price as they move more in the Game Pass direction. And honestly, I hope that they do because... While the the streaming space for TV and movies has become oversaturated, so it's kind of a moot point. It's not really cheaper than cable anymore for you to get, but at least you can a la carte it. Um, it's not really cheaper than cable because you you kind of need all these. There, everything's so separated now. Um, but with gaming, we don't. We have the opposite problem. The games are so separate now and and so costly that having this this curated service or or this service like Game Pass or the PlayStation Plus collection and hopefully a more robust version of that is a benefit, is a great value for gamers still and, and more so than buying the games individually. So I do hope that that is expanded. I'm, I'm excited to see how these services are going to evolve because um, it's just, it seems... I don't know. I feel things are just very service heavy right now. I guess just for better and for worse. Yeah. In some ways, it works like Game Pass, um, and in other ways, it it works against it. Like with uh, Marvel's Avengers game, like mm. it probably should have been just a <laughs> single player fun experience yeah. instead of this weirdly like drip fed. Uh, DLC game as service, and same with Anthem. Anthem, that really held it back too. It, it just that, and they want people to be in for the long haul for the expansions and the DLC and potentially yeah. the, month, the monthly Everything payment. Is so servicey. But it make it when it doesn't work for the game, like the mechanics of it, or or it changes the essence of what the game is or the property would work best as, then it, it really, it's like shooting themselves in the foot. Those games as service, they are, they put a lot of money, like what Destiny 1 costs like 500 million, but just to, just to make the base game, 
So that's a huge, 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 huge investment to get all that infrastructure up for the online and the various DLC models and and long-term plans and all of this up. And I can only imagine the, the amount of money that went into the Marvel's Avengers game only for it to fall flat on its face. And I'm, some people do enjoy it, and that's great. They can, Square Enix considers it a, fa- a failure, but it's like top 10 selling of the year. Isn't that yeah, wild? Yeah, but it's not going to last. It's not going to last. So that's the thing. They These games are are modeled not only to last, but they're also funded with that in mind. That return on investment is supposed to 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 grow over years and and even keep going and it's not going to with mm-hmm. this game. And so they're they're going to take a loss in the long run probably because it's already dropped off that fast. Same with Anthem. They that game was a, a huge failure and did not and did it certainly didn't break even from its initial release and now they're pouring even more money into it to try to justify all the money that they spent to even make it in the first place. Are you going to try Anthem when it comes back? Probably not. I played the beta, and boy, did I not like the gameplay. I will take a look at what it becomes, because uh, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, had a similar story, where it was just a complete failure on it upon its first release, and then its re-release totally redid everything. So that's what they're trying yeah. to do with Anthem. Totally redid everything, and then I super enjoyed it. It was the, the A Realm Reborn was great. I tried Anthem, and... I didn't go with any expectations. I just thought it looked interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was so boring. It was so boring. Yeah, it was I... so boring. And um, so I quickly hopped out of that. Um, but then, yeah, I never had any interest in coming back to it. I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Um, I'll pay attention to it just out of pure curiosity. And if it looks Same. like they actually, like did enough to make it, they reworked it enough uh, to where it pulls my attention. I'll check it out again. But speaking of a game that, you know, um, I don't know any games in this series that have had shit launches. Uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil Showcase uh, happened uh, this week. And we found out a few things. We found out the release date, May 7th. Uh, we found out that it's going to be cross-platform, so it's coming to to um, previous Gen two. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, cross Gen, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited, and I really actually like their approach, where they had initially announced it just for next gen, and then con- did their testing and stuff behind the scenes. I mean, Cyberpunk was a little bit different because it was announced a long time ago for. Uh, the PS4 and Xbox One, so it's not like it's a one-to-one parallel. But I like that they announced it for next gen because that's what they had targeted for in their development. But and then went back, uh, tested it behind without, you know, announcing it to see if it would work. And then once they were confident in it working and and being stable and worthwhile on. PS4 and Xbox One, then they announced that it would be coming to this platform. So I thought that was really great. I am happy that they are doing that and that it presumably will work because mm-hmm. they've seen what happened with Cyberpunk when you make promises that uh, can't be kept. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, and I love the showcase. I'm very excited to watch it on Twitch and YouTube. <laughs> Day one, because I will not, probably not be able to play it <laughs> myself. I really wish. Uh, 
is there an easy mode where I can just like get two shots and the enemies will die? Because I, the, the anticipation, uh, well, not, but the regular enemies at least, the anticipation and the anxiety of getting headshots even and them still not going down after like five or six well, see, shots yeah. is too much it's, for me. It's a lot. I like how it's cross-platform. Um, I think it's, I think we can expect a lot of cross-platform stuff. Um, not cross-platform, cross-gen. Um, you know, current gen, previous gen. I'm still unsure of, um, I, I feel like we're going to be seen that for a few more years, which I'm cool with because I don't feel like any games yeah, that's good. have come out that like, I'm like, whoa, this can't be handled on a PS4. Um, they also... Well, Cyberpunk. Yeah, well, minus that, yeah. <laughs> they also announced the reverse multiplayer. Um, Capcom loves to give Resident Evil um, multiplayer, I've, I've, I've noticed, and I'm someone... I don't yeah. know your relationship to... To the franchise, for me, I love Resident Evil as far as, like, story and, like, other media outside of games. But when it comes to games, the games, um, I watch them. I cannot play them because I am a big baby. Um, But I remember uh, Resident Evil, like, Outbreak being, like, an online game. I know that they had Mm -hmm. a component to Resident Evil 3 um, that I don't think it really did anything. And now they have... Reverse. There have been multiple types. What I like about this one is it's pure fan service and it's free with Resident Evil 8. So even if it's not all that groundbreaking or doesn't take off, it's a celebration. It's free. It's it uh it's like a, a little treat. And if you love it, great. If you don't love it, you you're not at a loss for for having gotten it or, or spent some time with it. Um and I, I, yeah, I was expecting when they announced the multiplayer thing, I was like, okay, well, we'll see how this goes because you have to buy it, and that's historically not been necessarily successful, um, especially in the long term for Resident Evil multiplayer. But the fact that it is this free on free pack in is is great. Do you okay? And they also um, they did they, they announced the Ubisoft the Division crossover. I don't know anything about the Division, but I said good for those girls. Um, uh, <laughs> they previewed a little bit of the Netflix TV series, which I'm really excited about. They didn't say anything about the upcoming movie, um, which is a no, no, no. That the well, there was a the the t- it wasn't the TV series. There's a CGI. Movie CGI movie. For Netflix Sorry, that they, they didn't say anything about the about. theatrical reboot. That's what I meant. Um, right, they didn't right. say anything about that. Uh, do you like those CGI movies and the the Resident Evil movies? Have you dabbled into any of them? I don't think I've ever seen <gasps> any of them. I've seen I've seen the Silent Hill. Wait, you've never seen the CGI two, movies two the or the or the um, neither what? neither. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, well, because I was never all that. I mean, it's this is a little more campy horror, which is more fun for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I just have never been all that deep into horror stuff um, because I almost had a heart attack watching Conjuring in the theater, <laughs> and I was like, maybe, maybe it's good for my health to like <laughs> <laughs> not do this as much. Um, I want to like it, and and yeah. It, Watching something passively like that is rather than playing it is still enjoyable. Yeah. So I'd like to I'd like to it's like building up my spice <laughs> Um 
Um, I'd like to build up my horror tolerance gotcha. more because they are such such great things, and that they are so interesting to me, and that you can really take stories and character designs in places that are very cool that you, that wouldn't fit in another genre. Yeah, they're really fun. Like, they're I've enjoyed. Um, the ones they've released so far, I think I've watched all of them, just passively. Um, the, the CGI movies, the theatrical movies, I loved the first two Resident Evil movies, even though they were like mm-hmm. really not directly tied to the game. I just thought they were fun action movies. And I kept watching them until like the fourth or fifth one, and then I fell off because I was like, all right, it's, there's the story just gets insane. I mean, it goes off the rails. At one point, there's like 10 Mila Djokovic's, and I don't know why there's 10 of her, but there's like 10 of her, and it's a whole thing. Um, so I'm excited for them to reboot it and actually mm-hmm. stick to the source material or at least closer to it. Um, and didn't that already come out in, like, China and there was some backlash? I thought the movie was already out. No. Mm-mm. The live one. No. Mm-mm. Not the theatrical reboot. Not the Hollywood one. Maybe it was, like, a... a it was, like, in the budget. last two months, there was a controversy. It was with Mila Djokovic. Djokovic. Yo- yeah. Djokovic, thank no, you. Oh, you, are, I, I think you're thinking about Monster Hunter World. She's in a Monster Hunter World movie, too. Yes, that is what I'm yeah. thinking of. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Her and Paul just like taking... Um, they just like taking old... Uh, they just like taking gaming franchises, Capcom gaming franchises, and doing mm-hmm. really wild things with them. Um, and then they also then they released the Maiden demo, um, which is only on PS5, but a regular demo is coming to all platforms later. Uh, yeah, sometime this spring. spring. Uh, did you get a chance to check out the demo yet? Because I have a story. I have not. I was hoping we could play it together because I don't want to play it alone. <laughs> but also, I, I did watch the showcase, um, and that seemed very cool. I really like, the, I mean, it's the fidelity in the in the polish of the setting, like the, of the castle. Yes, the and new I really trailer. Like the character designs. <laughs> They're iconic. Um, I like Mommy Vamp. I don't know what her name is, but she's a very, the nine foot tall vampire lady. Um, and yeah, it's, and there's werewolves. So I want to see more of them. So I really love when they go hard in, in iconic character design like that. Like she's the new Mr. X, I guess, for this game. Yeah. Um, I've just been seeing her all over the internet. Um, Getting called all kinds of names and, and all kinds of memes, some inappropriate. Um, the internet is very horny. Um, <laughs> horny, for horny for horror. horror. Um, I uh, before we recorded, I loaded up the maiden demo, and um, I was terrified. Uh, this is a repeat thing for me in Resident Evil demos. Were you? But were you tantalized? Where. I so so here's me five minutes before a Resident Evil demo. Ooh, baby. Yes, yes, yes. New games. Yay, Resident Evil. I love horror. Took notes. Horror is fun. Um, I love scary movies. I love zombies. Resident Evil, I have a fine spot in my heart for it. Let's do it, baby. You can do this. You play video games. You conquer The Last of Us. 
you got this. And then here's me five minutes into a Resident Evil demo. No, 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 fuck it. No, no, you know what? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. You want me to go in there? In there? But there's... With no. Him? No. You know what? No. What was that? And then I take off my headphones. And then that's what happens. So that was me today with the Maiden demo. Um, I got... I didn't even get five minutes into it because I had seen a little bit of the demo played before, so I knew uh, a little bit of the first puzzle already. So, like, I was like, all right, I got this. I know some of the first puzzle. I did some of the first puzzle, and then when I got out into the other area, I just screamed. And I heard a noise, and I said, I can't do this. And I took off my headphones, and then I watched Janet Garcia play it. And (laughs) (laughs) Um, on uh, on her new YouTube uh, channel and uh, yeah, I had fun watching it with Janet. And but yeah, I'm actually now that I know, now that I know what to do, um, I'll play it with you. Yeah, but you said that about the Resident Evil Two oh, demo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you had watched it and then you that, tried to do it yourself, knowing every true. every step, and it did. It's you still that couldn't is get true through it because that and that would be that, me. You know what? That, that is one hundred. I totally forgot about that point. I yeah. It's going to be the same thing. I'm with the Resident Evil. Th- I mean, let's try it anyway <laughs> because we're human. And um, with the Resident Evil Two demo, literally watch that demo front to back on so on a- anyone who did that demo online on YouTube. I watched it because I just thought it looked really beautiful. I still think that game is absolutely gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I had been wanting Resident Evil to get back to those games because I had wanted to try them. Watched that demo mm-hmm. so much. Saw how to defeat the zombies. When I loaded up that demo, I was fine until I got under the metal thing and you had to be in a long, dark hallway. As soon as I saw how dark it was and I saw them come at me, I screamed. I shot them in the head, full well knowing that don't do nothing. I still screamed. I shot them <laughs> in the leg. He fell. I knew he was going to keep coming. He kept coming. I, I couldn't do it. So, yeah, they, they ate me. <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, we should we should do it. Uh, th- so there were there was there was a rumor that there was a possible Resident Evil Four or Resident Evil Code Veronica uh, remake remake potentially showing up. Were you disappointed? What do you think? Think we're going to see those either or? What are your thoughts? I'm curious. I haven't really. I don't really know anything about Code Veronica other than it's Mark Medina's favorite, but. Uh, four, I've watched some of a playthrough for, and it looks ugly as hell, but also really fun and interesting and really took this series to probably its height before now that these reboots um, of both the, the remakes and the, the new main lines. So I would really like to see that remade, if not for me to play it, but definitely for me to watch someone play it, because I did I did get probably... 10 hours, maybe more like four to six, into the watching a playthrough of the original Resident Evil 4. And I was interested. The monsters were really cool. Um, I wanted to see what happened, but boy, was it ugly at this point. It just does not age well <laughs> being back on, like, GameCube. Oh. Um, what about I, you? I honestly, I feel the same. I know a little bit about Code Veronica. I remember my friend when we were kids, he played that game a lot. Um, Resident Evil 4, I know only about it in 
the culture in terms of how people regard it. I've never played it myself. Um, and one of these days, I mean, I really would like... I, I know that if I could just get over the crippling fear of these games, I would enjoy actually playing them. Like, I like puzzles. Mm-hmm. I would have fun. It's just the fear is too great for, for this chicken. Uh, <laughs> well, I really want to see... There's rumors that Kojima's working on a Silent Hills game, and I really want to mm. see that. Um, I did, after watching Resident Evil 2 all the way through the, the remake a couple of times, I was like, okay, now let me try Silent Hill. And I went back to like the first one. Somebody did a playthrough of that. And I was like, okay, cool, spooky. The atmosphere is actually a little more terrifying than Resident Evil. Um, but once they got to Pyramid Head, I was like, I can't fucking do this. I can't. They're like in the closet. He's there. He's like even eating. He's like he like ripped one of the nurse zombies in half. And I was like, oh my god, this is this goes even so much further in a visceral level than never mind the gore, but just like the the pure terror that on on a this otherworldly psychological um supernatural way that goes is so much more than than just zombies that silent hill like just i like i i could have shit <laughs> i mean i didn't yeah but i but like psychologically yeah. i did so i i i would really like to to tr- to see a remake of it though or or a reboot and and try again mm-hmm. I, I need to like watch not alone in the middle of the night also <laughs> uh, would probably help yeah but is there is there any other horror game that you want to be able to engage with or want to see remakes like the way that resident evil has done um i would i'm on board also with silent hill hills hill hills um i would like after playing death stranding which i still need to finish um but just seeing how kojima works and kind of how his his mind works and Mm. and i i would love to and, and having that little slice in pt I would love to know. PT, I did. I did make it through. PC, I did not make it through PT either. Um, I had also. I mean, I didn't make it through. Alone, oh, I had to. I, had to watch, I, did I play, watched PT actually on YouTube back in the day, because um, I could not play it. I was also still too scared. But I would like to see a Silent Hill reboot. I just would like to see what that would look like. Hopefully, I would be brave enough to play it. Who knows? Um, I also would like to see a Parasite Eve uh, reboot. I. Oh yeah, I never played I, that. I played that. But I know it's like a cult. Yeah, favorite, and right? and for me, like back in the day, that was the only quote unquote scary game that I could actually play, uh, that I wasn't afraid of. So I would like to see uh, Parasite Eve come back. Um, I know it's a beloved, you know, franchise. So you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Did you ever play? Fatal Frame, because I really want to reboot a Fatal Frame or remakes. That was the one that I was into back in, like, middle school. And, I mean, I would play it with friends, and then I would scream <laughs> and make them play. But it was... It, the concept was so cool. At, with uh, That's the one where you you can't fight. If they're, they're ghosts. You have to take pictures of them with the camera obscura. 
um, in order to kind of like capture their soul so that they don't eat you alive. And the ghost designs were terrifying. There was the one that I'll never forget where her head was like barely attached and it was like flip backwards and she would come at you like backwards with her upside down head looking at you um, and like eat you. Yeah, so it was it, it was just and there were all different types of ghosts and you could tell that they were people who lived tragic lives and died tragic deaths and they were kind of preserved in the the tragic way that they died. So that was a really cool, interesting character design and like lore element. And then the the terror of really not being able to defend yourself with like a gun or or anything because you're like this little girl or this woman with a a camera and the lore behind that and the mechanics of it it was really interesting i remember that game but i did not play it but i did i do remember like seeing promos for it and stuff and being like that's not for me uh, <laughs> uh that looks too that looks too scary um janet was wearing um a Blair Witch hoodie in her in her uh, Let's Play. And I was like, that was another game that when that game came out, I was hyped for it. I was like, yo, that's so cool. Like The recent, yeah, the recent one. one. I was like, that's so cool. Like, I love that. Like, what a cool idea. Um, did I have any inkling in playing that game myself? No. Um, I still haven't watched <laughs> it either because everything I've seen that game, that's it just looked too spooky. It looked too scary for me. Um but like I like that idea. <laughs> I like the ideas of scary games. I just can't play them. <laughs> Let's do some watch throughs together so that we have each other for comfort, but also can record ourselves being terrified because it's probably funny. Yeah, it's. But then we can at least get even if we never post it, then we we've, we've got yeah. <laughs> we've gotten through it. Like together. I feel like the only scary game. I think that's why. Like when I got through, I'll never forget playing the very first Uncharted. And, like, spoiler alert for Uncharted A Drake's Fortune. Um, when you get to that scene where you're, like, on the boat the, and those fucking... The Nazi yeah, zombies. Yeah, those fucking Nazi zombie <laughs> things come out. I'll never forget, never forget playing that level, getting to that point in the game. Pause it, like, as soon as I saw a creature thing. Same. Pause that game. Same. Put it down so That's quick. Like- and was, like... I was mad because I was having so much fun. Me too. <laughs> I was like, I did not play this game for this kind yep. of content. I was glad that part was short. Yeah, I had to work through it. I was pissed, but I got through it and it was fine. But like, you know, and then they did it again in Uncharted 2. And I don't, Uncharted 3 had monsters, but they weren't like monster monsters. I think they were just like Beast or something. Or was that Uncharted 2? I can't remember. But uh, they had creatures in 2 and 3. Thank God there were no uh, creatures in 4. I was on edge the whole time playing 4. Like, are they going to do fucking creatures again? And they did. <laughs> um, when, are the, when are the Nazi I know. zombies coming? Ugh. But then when Last of Us came out, I was like, oh man, am I going to be able to do this? But like, I love Walking Dead. And it was just the parallels were just too too big for me to ignore. And I love Uncharted. So I was like, well, mm. let's go, Naughty Dog. Baby, Baby steps. steps. And <laughs> for me, like, for Last of Us to be, like, one of my favorite games, if not my favorite, um, part one and part two. Oh, it is. Um, <laughs> like, it's, I just, like, pat myself on the back. I'm like, good job, Jesse. Because Last of Us has some scary moments. And part two also has some scary moments, but they're fun. 
They're not like Maiden, where my heart is literally beating out of my chest. Well, in Last of Us, you have you can fight back. Yeah. Like you can have strategy. Yeah. You have the means to defend yourself, even though you're put in very tense mm-hmm. situations that are scary. Like you can, you have your bow and arrow. You can you can stealth, pick them off with strategically. You have your shotgun or in your your rifle and your pistol. And that's where the tension comes from. And, is from having those limited items. And they they go right, but at the very least, when you headshot a zombie, yeah. it typically does go <laughs> yeah. down with the headshot, which Resident Evil is like, oh no, that doesn't yeah, what? mean shit the head? here. <laughs> <laughs> These are zombies, girl. That brings don't work. And maybe, <laughs> and maybe a shotgun eventually, if you're lucky, and even that doesn't bar- barely does anything. And I think that's part of the, the reason why I can't get... Because if, if Resident Evil had the the gameplay like ability to defend yourself more easily or readily or strongly the way the last of us does i think i would be able to play I agree. resident evil cuz resident <laughs> evil isn't actually isn't actually too scary for me the way that silent hills kind of silent hill kind of is it is more that that the fact that they will not go yeah, down okay. and that they're gonna eat me yeah. no matter basically what I do is is too much for me because it's like okay well I can't even stop the horror from coming at me. Resident Evil zombies are yeah. like, girl, you can shoot my brain all you want. We are zombies. My brain don't work. She don't work. They like don't even have they don't a head do anymore. Nothing, and then they're still don't you they get still it? get to kill I am you. Back from the dead. The <laughs> dead. My brain don't work. I just want to eat. <laughs> I'll I don't need, need that. that. You can shoot all you want, but don't shoot too much. But shoot, <laughs> but shoot all you want. Well, don't shoot too much because then you run out of bullets yeah. and they'll still be and alive. Come at you for real. <laughs> also, I'm not great at shooting. So, <laughs> um, so that brings me to my next and final question, Alex. What the fuck are you playing? What the fuck am I playing? Um, I have been playing Catherine. Full body edition on PlayStation Four and Five. Tell me more. Uh, what so is this? So I'm trying to, to. It was on sale, so I was like, okay. Um, I it's not quite my type of. So it's by the Persona Studio. Um, so after Persona Four, in order to work on their new engine and try out the the PS4. Um, architecture and all that because they they had skipped ps3 entirely the persona 4 had come out mm. on uh ps2 and then they made golden uh for ps vita so then they had never touched ps3 and when it were yet ps4 so then they made catherine um that came out before somewhere around 2014 2015 uh for ps4 and then they made Persona 5, which came out in 2017 for PS4, and then they went back and updated Catherine because they, they tend to update all of their games with quality of life improvements, additional content, character story, which I really like that they do. So they had added to Catherine to make it full body edition, and they'd added another character who is Rin, who I have heard from the internet because I have not, so this is a spoiler, but I, that I haven't even encountered in game yet, 
I had heard from the internet that Rin, that the character they had added, is trans, and that there was some controversy over their depiction of her, um, but that it didn't really get controversial until the end, where the good ending had apparently had her not, had to decide not to transition, essentially, or just like stay being a woman as a trans woman. But that they had, that there was a big backlash and that they had responded to that and apologized and maybe made some changes. So I was interested in playing to see how they, they depicted her both throughout the game and then how they had addressed, if at all, that ending. Um, because I just want to be able to, not, it, it is a team I love and they, they have not always been great. In fact, they have often handled LGBT stuff poorly. They had done, like, one good LGBT character in Persona 4 who is explicitly gay, and he's wonderful. He's kanji. Love him. And then they had Naoto, who could have been read as trans, but they didn't really think that. They Spoilers for that. Um, Naoto ends up... Wait, is this, is this for Persona 5? Four. Oh, okay. Four. Now Toe, so again, spoilers. Now Toe ends up. So now Toe presents as male. You eventually find out now Toe is born a girl. But then the reasoning that now Toe presented as male wasn't because now Toe was trans, but because he was trying to make it in a male dominated field of being a detective. And in criminal justice and stuff, and then ended at the end of the game, ended up being like, never mind, I'm going to be a woman now. because So it was really weird. So it felt like good trans representation, and then it wasn't, but they weren't really thinking of Naoto as trans. So it was just weird and iffy, and, and it's a little bit queer-baity, but I don't think that was their intention, but it ended up kind of being that way. Um, so, and then they were, again, queer-baity in Persona 5, and then now this with Rin in so but persona absolutely like even with its issues um with queer characters and or and or potentially trans and actually trans characters their games are amazing and i really love there's absolutely at the, the top of my list in terms of favorite games but i can i still critique them for these things so i want to experience catherine in its updated version and be able to understand how they, what they actually did and then speak on it because I hadn't played it yet. So I'm trying to play more, um, more games that have that representation for better and worse so that I can learn what was done right and what was not done right and then speak on it and all that. So I'm playing Catherine and also, what else am I playing? Animal Crossing, as, mm-hmm. as always. Um, I am approaching a scary uh, additional digit number <laughs> on that. I'm approaching a thousand hours, but my town is amazing and it makes me happy to have created this little world and then get to visit and escape and have control and make my little utopia. So it's cute. And. I think something. Oh, and I'm I'm working on modding New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas on PC, so that I can make it mm-hmm. not look like I want to gouge my eyes out 
looking at it. You're modding it? it? Yes. Sorry. Just well, not no, 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 no. I, I'm not making mods myself. I am uh, applying mods that other people have made to the game to okay, make it more I visually you appealing. You were modding, and I was like, Whoa. because it in the Fallout community, it is the favorite by far. Um, so, and I like Fallout. I've really only gotten really deep into Fallout Four, and I've enjoyed that. So I wanted to go back and play what is. Apparently, Fallout is really supposed to be in Fallout New Vegas, but it, boy, is it ugly um, because it was from 2010 and they made it in like 18 months um, because that was the deadline that Obsidian was given by Bethesda. So, yeah, I'm mining that to make it look pretty, and then I'm going to play through that and have the definitive Fallout experience. <laughs> How about you? What are you playing? <laughs> Um, I played five minutes of the Maiden demo, um, then I got scared. Um, I'm also back into Last of Us Part 2. I've been, um, traversing Seattle, having a great time, um, in the apocalypse, and I'm also having fun being Spider-Man, um, great time swinging around. I'm, uh, that's become, like, my chill game. Mm-hmm. I just like since you know I've played it already, um, and I'm not in any kind of rush to finish it. I'm just you know when I have some time or when I need a break or you know I need to breathe. I just uh, swing around New York for a little bit. Um, yeah, it it serves that purpose for me too. Yeah. It's, it's like a nice. It's such a relaxing. You don't have to think too hard, and it game. feels satisfying. Mm-hmm. And it's still, I'm still like, for me, it's still a visual feast. Like I'm really loving mm-hmm. um, the updates they've done, and and playing, playing in performance. Fit? I'm playing in okay. performance ray tracing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm so glad I get to at least play one of the games in performance ray tracing. Um, it's so much fun. I, I love it. Um, I'm so excited for more Spider-Man. I honestly would take. A new Spider-Man game, like every year, um, would yeah. not would not be mad. Um, and yeah, that's it for me. Okay. And with that, thank you so much <laughs> for listening. <laughs> you. you can you. find us at NSR Shift All Q on all the platforms at NSR.io. I'm saying them all wrong. Uh, <laughs> NSRAD, R-A-D, dot I-O, as in NSR Radio, um, for our website, and also... And all our other shows. Yes, so, and for, the, the the link for YouTube is weird, but just search Shift All Q for YouTube. If we don't show up, it's because of the algorithm, we'll, we'll get there. But, and then <laughs> for Twitch, we're Shift All Q. Um, Jesse, what are your personal social medias? Uh, you can find me at Hey Jesse J on basically everything, and you can also find me at Jesse underscore Jacobs on Instagram and look at all my pretty pictures. That's your professional page. I know. You're a Listen, professional she's, photographer. She's opening up. <laughs> she's multifaceted. <laughs> she's got talent. Uh, I am shift underscore alt underscore alex just to be consistent with the brand uh on twitter and also on twitch goodbye goodbye (laughs) no stop this is not what is that like a children's show no this is my best nicole buyer impression a good good goodbye
<laughs> Goodbye. That's my best Nicole. And I love, also love that now that I know, like, we're all on different tracks, so I could just sit here and rift on goodbyes, and it doesn't matter because you can use any of them. <laughs> Won't and throw me off at all. <laughs> goodbye. You know goodbye. This process, goodbye. This, goodbye. Uh, uh, goodbye. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Good. 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 Goodbye. Okay, I'm done. <laughs>